Yeah. Mama said there'd be days like this. There'd be days like this. Uh, well, welcome to uh, That's All Funny. I want to uh, introduce my guest. He's a hilarious man, uh, recently known for winning a golden ticket on the Kill Tony podcast. If you don't watch that, then, you know, I'm sorry. You don't get it, but he's a funny dude. Uh, his name is Rick Diaz. How you doing, Rick? Yes, sir. I'm very good. How are you? I'm tired of existing. The same old, same old. Um, I yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. It's just tiring. So I know you uh, were just here in Austin because I'm from San Antonio. Oh yeah. Uh, so you you were here in Texas for a good chunk of time, right? Yes, I was there for five weeks. I was in Austin for five weeks. That's cool. No, how um, how was it? Like, I know you got to do a lot of Kill Tony stuff and comedy stuff. Was there any any of the things you uh, partook in? Like, for instance, I don't know the food, the women, the men, the strip clubs, poker. I know they have a poker uh, club there. You did any of that? Oh, do they? Oh, sure. I, I'm I'm glad I didn't find out about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no they have a the the poker lodge i think you need to pay a fee and then you can like just play oh, okay. a yeah. poker there uh but, but yeah what poker yeah. oh did you no i mean i wasn't very good but you know good enough to play uh, <laughs> weekly games but uh yeah. <laughs> but you're retired <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah i retired before i lost any money so you know, mm. i think I'm, I'm either i broke even or or was a little bit of a, a little bit ahead so no problem yeah i was oh, in austin yeah. for five weeks i was hoping to to visit more of texas but uh with the kill tony thing playing out the way it did it kind of kept me in town because i wanted to really prepare each each of the shows and uh i also got more shows locally so I, th- I went to Dallas uh, right at the end of my trip because uh, I got a nice opening spot for uh, Russell Peters. Mm-hmm. And uh, besides that, that's the only time I got out. I'm, so- I'm sorry for you about going to Dallas. Dallas is, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know about Dallas. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. I had been there before. It was uh, it was okay. But, I mean, I had a great show. So I was definitely happy to go this time. No, um, that's good. I did, yeah. I had barbecue. Uh, I went to Barton Springs. I went uh, uh, further up on the, on, an, on another segment of the Colorado River. Mm-hmm. I went to I went uh, up north uh, to see a high school football game. I uh, I ate a lot of Mexican food. Hell yeah! No strip clubs. No. <laughs> yeah, no strip clubs. <laughs> Apparently it's a big thing because people keep asking me about strip clubs, but uh Yeah, I know in Austin there's you know those couple of pretty famous ones, the Red Rose and the Yellow Rose. I know here in San Antonio when I did have money, I'm broke right now, but they had an all nude one, uh which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Although I'm not really like a fan of like uh anything from the well, I like the butt, but like anything from the bottom down, like, see, I, I'd rather uh, use my imagination and them have more clothes on than off. You know what I mean? I do. I do know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to paint my own picture in my head uh, yeah. instead and of, I, I, you know. I'd rather um, uh, cr- create my own picture, <laughs> at, create my own picture at home. <laughs> with a, yeah. Yeah. With a, with a consenting uh, person. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> no, consent's great. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, if if I can't get consent as a second, that's the second option. But the first option is always consent. The second option, I mean, is, you know. Yeah, I would argue that in a strip club, uh, consent is sort of a contractually implied to uh, whatever the contract is of that strip club. Yeah, but nowadays it's tricky. Yeah. Though you know, in a strip club, you have to like ask now, and it's it's awkward, yeah. you know, because I shouldn't have to. Like I don't know, whatever. I don't want to get into the okay. politics of. Yeah, do not get into strip, the politics. It's just strip clubs. Um, yes. So, so when you did go to Austin, was yeah. your original plan to do Kill Tony? Like, I know everything kind of fell into place. Yeah, uh, no. You know, like you got there what the first week you were on, and then man, everything was just like, you know, ridden in the stars almost. Was that your plan, or did you go there for other reasons? I mean, I was there to do stand-up. I wanted to travel to Austin to do stand-up. I met other people uh, during my stay that had been doing the same. And we, we were overlapping in our trips, um, either more experienced or less experienced people, you know. But, like, Austin is, is driving comedians to Austin because of mm-hmm. uh, Tony and Mothership and uh, all of those things. Yeah. And the fact that you can do open mics for free instead of having to pay, like, in other uh, bigger towns. So it's a big active scene that you can access pretty easily, let's say. Mm-hmm. And also I thought I had been in Texas before and I really liked it. And I thought, well, it's perfect. Like I, I get to go to Texas, uh, worst case scenario, I can travel around. But things fell into place way like people were asking me whether I like whether I had like contacts or it was like rigged <laughs> for me to get into it and get all of that. And I was just I got we I got pulled like almost at the end of the show and I, I was just waiting out there with all the hundred plus other comedians just thinking tonight was tonight's not my night yeah you know? no it, it it did seem like a like a fixed so i mean, I, mean yeah. I didn't think it was fixed because i know it's not fixed like yeah, if, yeah. If, if if that's the case we'd have stars there every week it, it wouldn't just be of course yeah yeah you all of a sudden uh so i know but you the, earned that earned that yeah the, the Norwegian guy that uh, also got pulled, uh, Andreas Back, that I become friends with uh, during mm-hmm. my stay because he stayed also for there for a few weeks. Uh, he also got, arrived like the day before or the day off. It was just uh, very, uh, we were just so lucky, both of us. Yeah, no, I, and I figured yours was like even more, uh, like I said, written the stars. Do, do you, um, I have it written here. Do you think like the future is already written or do you think, uh, Free will is predetermined by a higher power or anything? Do you believe in that? I think I, I believe in neither of those things. I think I think uh, <laughs> things happen when you least mm-hmm. expect them. Um, but the, the negative or positive, uh, but things do happen when you are in the location and uh, mental framework for them to happen. Yeah, so you were right place, right time, basically. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, it just fell together. No, that's good. Uh, uh, so I just saw Monday's episode of Kill Tony, uh, the one with Jamar and Kim Congdon, and yeah. you were there, and you were, uh, I loved it, like how Tony was saying you were challenging Hans Kim, like the old uh wrestling days where you're uh like Ric Flair calling him out, you're a classic heel. 
It's like, yeah. why do you want his job? I just want his job. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't even care if I lose everything. I, I want to. It, it's more about uh, pride or something than anything just winning. Well, I mean, I'm a UFC fan as well. And I watched uh, wrestling when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, to quote the great, the great Max Holloway, you know, to beat the best, you have to beat the best. <laughs> uh, and they felt, well, here I have a chance. And who's the best here? Like, we're not, who's established? Who's the one that everybody's afraid of? Who's the one that, that keeps beating everyone? And who is also mm-hmm. a good statistic matchup, right? So who makes sense? So to me, it makes sense to challenge Hams. Oh, more yeah. Than it made sense to, to challenge Cam or William uh, just because the, our styles match so well, you know? Mm-hmm. You're right. And you're both like the i, I wouldn't nah the undercard's not the right word you're both like in that same weight class almost it literally and as far as your comedy goes like yeah you're not going to go against a william because he's a he's a wild card or a cam which he he got pulled too from the bucket right like his was kind of the same as yours like a, a story of the right yeah. place at the right time uh i i did you i know i haven't that new episode newest episode of kill tony hasn't come out yet i don't want to ask you for any yep. spoilers but uh mm-hmm. did you did you end up like challenging him or is it saving till new years i mean uh if you i think everything is pretty clear in the one that came out last monday so uh okay. this yeah. this this going week where uh the the, the event will take place at new year's eve Hell yeah. So no, that's... so so on next Monday's episode there is no challenge. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I was just because no. yeah, it, it yeah. got pretty complicated when they were like, oh uh Yeah, it was a lot of back wait. and forth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So for, maybe for some people it's not clear, but it was all set in stone on that day. Yeah. Uh, it was like was a place. whoever yeah. whoever wins twice is the winner. And it's like, okay, that isn't yeah, That's but then they were much. changing their mind on stage, and uh, they were yeah. like, "I think Tony was navigating the situation and navigating uh, Red Band's uh, ideas <laughs> uh, on the fly." So yeah, but he did he did he did very well because I my, I had my initial proposal, and then he upscaled it to let's just have it at New Year's Eve, which yeah. makes sense. Which makes sense. No, yeah, yeah, it is yes. event. It is an event of worthy yeah. of a. Uh, venue like that <laughs> for you to face him and uh i don't know it sounds exciting I don't, I, I don't know that i would have ever seen myself as being the worthy event of a of, a, of an arena of several thousand people uh two months ago <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know i guess uh, i worked hard towards uh, making it happen and i got lucky that i also you know uh, did good sets every week presented mm-hmm. good jokes, was uh, focused during the interviews and tried to be funny during all of those interviews, one after the other. It was uh, a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, you you feel so natural in there where, yeah, Hans, yeah. I mean, Hans is funny, but it, it seems is. like he's got to work really hard to be funny where you're more calm well, and you're, you're, you're more self-defecating while he's more topical and you know yeah exactly i mean I, I, my comedy is self-deprecation and for the most part 
I received some comments of people saying, you should change your jokes for New Year's Eve. Like, this is my act. <laughs> if you don't like my act, watch another act. There are other acts. You know, like, I've been really thinking about my act. Yeah, not all of my jokes are self-deprecating, but they were the ones that made sense for Kiltoni, for the format. I have also some slightly longer jokes, but... I wanted to pack as many punchlines as I could in a minute. So I had to make strategic choices to have a good set. Because I yeah, knew yeah. if I had one bad set, one bad set, they would just just drop on me. So I yeah. couldn't afford any mistakes. No, and you've been uh, hitting them all consistently out of the park. Yeah. You know, like, so I could see why, why would you have five perfect set or not perfect, you know, but great sets. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then, and then at the challenge of a lifetime, ah, let me change it up. Let me do something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, go- I'm uh, going to do me. I'm going to, I'm, I'm writing now. I'm going to, I'm going to do uh, as many shows as I can. I still have a few jokes that I didn't say on Kill Tony. So I got a few, uh, what do you call it? Bullets, but still in my chamber. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm writing new ones. And we'll see where that goes. I have no, I have no expectations. My only expectation is, is get there and uh, really try to just work hard and do as well as possible. Yeah, and you've proven that you can do that. You've done it five, yeah. literally five weeks in a row, no slowing down. I, and I'm sure you've done other places, like I said, that aren't even oh, really yeah. on film or maybe I we haven't seen from Kill Tony where you've done great. You know, like yeah. consistently. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, it's not just I've also, I've also, yeah, I've also bombed two or three times this week. You know, <laughs> it is, it's fine. Well, that, that's yeah. good because because victory yeah. was in Batman. Victory starts defeating you. You know, you need to get knocked yep. down a bit to to realize. Yeah. You know, okay, never mind. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, but then people are just weird. Um, what's this question I have here? Who do you side with, Palestine or is no, 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 no? Let's, we don't need to. <laughs> Do you, did uh, I side with peace? <laughs> oh, okay, so you yeah. didn't choose anyone. Uh, did no? Did you did you grow up over there, like in Europe? Where? Uh, yeah, or yeah. I was where, born where in Spain. From? I was born okay. in Spain. I grew up in Spain a little bit, then uh, went to moved to Belgium. Okay, because you're you're not all like, I don't know. I don't know the humor there in Spain, but as far as like over there in Europe, they have that different sense of humor uh you know the benny hill where you run really fast with the music and uh well belgium has a a long-standing culture of humor they have they hold the world championships of dark humor apparently that i've never attended but they have a long-standing humor culture mostly in uh, comic strips in uh, really in comic books yeah there's a there's a whole industry like the biggest comic book industry outside of the US is in Belgium, maybe mm. in France, but like in the French speaking world, but there's like a lot of very, very big authors like Tintin is Belgian. There's, a, there's many characters that have been developed in Belgium and a lot of great authors here. So there's a, a lot of, and I've been reading all of that since I'm a kid. And a lot of it is very sarcastic humor, very uh, pretty elevated humor, a lot of a commentary, a lot of self-deprecation. So there's a, Long cost. I've been reading funny stuff since I'm a child. I know. Is Finland around there? 
It's north. It's further north. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like if you're in Texas and you're looking at Canada, I guess. Oh, really? Dang, that far? Almost. Jeez. Not that far. Not that far. But that's yeah. by perspective. Yeah, no, I yeah. I used to talk to a, a chick in Finland, like a lesbian mm. on the Internet, and uh, she would tell okay. me a lot about <laughs> she would tell me tell me a lot about uh, Finland and, uh, you know, over there, how they call uh, biscuits, cookies and all that weird lingo. And I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, a yeah. lot of things are twisted up. <laughs> and also in uh, Belgium, we have in Belgium we have a since since a long time we had the access to British TV, mm -hmm. so we also had access to British humor. Yeah, I've never really caught. I mean, you know, they have The Office, which became a huge yeah. success over here, uh, but it started out over there. Nobody knows that, I guess, or barely anybody knows that. But yeah, British humor is just kind of odd. Uh, do you do you think you incorporate any of that? Like, I uh, think so to an extent. Uh huh. Mostly the uh, I think the self-deprecation. Uh, British people are quite self-deprecating because they see that mm -hmm. a lot of them. A lot of the British humor is based around just making fun of how sad and pathetic they are. <laughs> uh, and if you guys don't agree, watching me from Britain, uh, sorry, but you are. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Yeah, but just you know, around, but, yeah. but but Americans are fat and all that, so we're we've got our own uh, issues. You got your problems. Yeah, British yeah. people are not that small either, by the way. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. And then they call they call it soccer football over there, right? No, 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 no. You guys call football soccer. Oh, so we call soccer football, not y'all call. Yeah, you you guys changed the soccer. name because you already had a sport called football. But football is football in every like over a hundred and sixty countries except uh -huh. in the U.S. Yeah, it's called soccer. Yeah. For some strange reason, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Because football, you use your foot, or football, as you would call it, I guess, you use your feet. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like football over sense, here, yeah. you use your hands, sometimes your yeah. feet. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. That sounds just like a pissing contest type ordeal. It doesn't matter. They're both sports. People have a reason to cheer for a team, and uh, it keeps people busy watching TV. In both cases, but I do know, like you all—not you personally, but like, uh, f you know, people over there take football very seriously, yeah. where pe people like yeah. die over it, right? <laughs> uh, no, that's uh, that's an American stereotype. A lot of people are casual fans, just watching the Sunday game, like uh, American fans are watching their their football game. You know, really? Oh, yeah. Then there are a group. There are small groups of hardcore fans in almost any stadium that take it really seriously. But like, for example, if you go to Real Madrid stadium, it's you know between I don't know what the capacity is now because they keep changing the seating. But it's like it's gonna be between eighty and hundred thousand people, and the yeah. number of hardcore fans in the stadium is gonna be less than a thousand. 
and every and everybody else is tourists, families, like people coming in with their kids, you know, like they just want to watch the game and their fans. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's it's just a sport and it's an entertainment. Yeah, well, I could say too that f- uh, regular football over here is the yeah. same thing. Like, there's your super fans that you know fight in the stadium over uh, teams and this and that. The- you know? The reason why it gets a bit more complicated here is because there's, a, I guess, an older history, and you'll get, you'll get, you know, teams. Teams are more associated with the city than and with the country. So mm-hmm. sometimes you'll be really fighting, you know, you're, you'll be fighting. You'll be your team will be playing a team from a town or from a country where there's been some historical uh, conflicts, mm-hmm. and uh, the people watching the game are projecting all of those conflicts into that football game, you know, but yeah, that's, I hear you. I mean, that's a bit, you know, it's, it's just projection of frustration and uh, yeah, that's it. Do, do you think uh, people will pro- be projecting in your, uh, ha- you versus Hans where it's like, you know, well, I, Spain, I, Spain versus Korea or whatever he's from? Well, Korea beat Spain in the Korea and Japan world cup and they stole the game from us. And when I say they, it was a pure thievery. They were just canceling goals and showing red cards for inexistent penalties. And it was just terrible. So if it's Korea versus Spain, there's really a storyline of vengeance. (laughs) I makes it even better. What was the referee like a Korean? Like his eyes were kind of, he couldn't see you or anything like the, you know, the squinty eyes. Are we back? Yeah, yeah. I, but honestly, yeah. I think that there's no, there's no uh, point. You know, it's fun as long as it's fun. You know, mm-hmm. I think Korean people are fun people. They're serious, working, hardworking people. Uh, they have good food. They just uh, steal football games from Spanish people. That's all. <laughs> we all can't be perfect. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah. We all have our our vices and our uh, yeah. issues. Um. As far as like when you were here in Austin, I know you you met met a bunch of influential people. I'm sure, especially like uh, Tony Red Band uh, goes without saying. Uh, was there anyone you met throughout this whole thing, this whole five weeks of fury or whatever you do call it, uh, that really like influenced you? Like you you went back to your country, like man, I like this really this person changed my life or. You know, and I'm I mean, not I'm not excluding that Kill Tony did that, but someone else like around here, you know. I mean, uh, things that are uh, public information now and that I can easily talk about. Clearly, I mean, Tony Hinchcliffe and Red Band have changed my life, right? So that's they. Tony gave me the golden ticket. It was his decision and only his decision. Mm-hmm. And uh, him and Red Band created a platform that where I had my shot. So without any of that. No, no, I wouldn't be talking to you. So that's yeah, number one. Yeah. Russell Peters gave me uh, uh, an opening spot for him out of the kindness of his own heart. He didn't have to do any of that. It was just I had a chance to meet him and he just offered. So he wasn't pressured into any of it. So it was a beautiful opportunity given to me by him. I'm really grateful. And then uh, during every single show I've done of Kill Tony, uh, I've been on, on outside. I've been able to make some really good comedians and some comedians that I admire. Like in the in the Ric Flair episode, 
that everybody keeps talking about Ric Flair, but at the end of the day, I got to meet Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, Ari Shafir, uh, Louis J. Gomez in one day. I mean, and Ric Flair, and Ric Flair, and Ric Flair, yeah, I'm Ric Flair, yeah, but you know, (laughs) yeah. I'm not gonna get into Ric Flair, but like yeah, comedically, yeah. like if, like how how many people can you meet in one day? It was incredible, oh. and I mean, and then in the in the coming episode of uh, next week, uh, I got I got to meet somebody I really respect, and all of these people have told me things like good writing, you're onto something. They they thought I was really good for somebody who had only been doing comedy for four years. So if anything, uh, I know that I've only been doing comedy for four years, but at least I feel really validated. Um, my confidence is through the roof that I'm working towards something, you know? No, definitely. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, yeah. And, and you know, very well, they don't say that stuff lightly. And like you said, you weren't begging for these, uh, spots. You, you earned them, you know, like through, yeah. through just, uh, your own comedic ability. And that's, uh, no, that's amazing. Like you, you are really funny. Like, fucking watch you and laugh, and you know, there's other comedians. Eh, there, like even like the skanks and all that. It's not my cup of tea. I, I could get why they're respected. They are very, uh, they're funny, you know. But they have their own audience. But yeah, uh, as, I have yeah, my own audience, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Every, some people, some people. Audience. Sorry. Yeah. Some people don't think I'm funny. You know, some people don't like me, but it's fine. Like, I think we all have our space. Um, and I feel like anybody that has managed to build a huge audience has put in so much work. It takes so much work to like do your social media, do your podcasting, do your traveling, your touring, your writing, performing. It's hours and hours and hours of, of obsessive work. So if, if a comedian is successful and he's not your cup of tea, just keep in mind, that's a guy that's working like a maniac to have whatever he has. And he deserves mm-hmm. respect out of that. If he's funny, then that's fantastic to you, you know, like great. Like you, he makes you laugh. If not, he's still a human being with families and bills and he's working hard. Yeah. He's just you know? working. Like you, yeah. you, uh, the the way the that you describe how comedy is it reminds me of those old wrestling days where you the wrestlers would travel they would have their own territories and they would go from here to there and yeah just uh staying relevant defending your championship you know like i defending uh, your image uh i i admire that because you have one bad show and it could echo everywhere you know especially nowadays with social media but to stay I mean, as the consistent bad, as you've been the bad show could be the one at new year's eve in front of that crowd you know you never know if anything if i if i bomb hardcore on that one well at least i'll have a real i guess you know? yeah yeah it, it it'd be a nice yeah. uh bookend to this to all this right yeah just a disaster ending it'd be very funny Comedically, be incredible. Yeah, yeah. No, I hope uh, it doesn't happen. But uh, no, no, no. But but story wise, it would be hilarious for you to just completely like dud. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. But it's. I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, I wish you. I wish you all that luck. Uh, Last question here. Yeah. What's your favorite type of apple? Of uh, the fruit. Yeah, yeah. Like 
<laughs> you know, there, there's like a hundred types of apples. Yeah. You have a favorite type of apple? Yeah. No apples. I hate apples. You do? You hate apples? I hate apples so much. You don't even... I hate apple juice. I hate all of the apples. Well, apple juice is mostly sugar. It's disgusting. So I, could see, I could see that, but the, you, you've never like... like no, I've like, kind of... The redder apples are better than the greener apples, but all of the oh, apples yeah. can be replaced by so many other fruits that taste nicer. What's your favorite fruit? What's your go-to fruit? Watermelon. Oh yeah, you know watermelon's fucking sweet. Have you ever tried yeah. that yellow yellow watermelon? Yeah, it tastes like red watermelon. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. It's like yeah, what? Yeah. It's just the same. Yeah, yeah. no. Oh, I mean, and over yeah. the, over there in in Britain, do they have like? the blue watermelons by japan or anywhere no no i'm curious to try that one day they look super expensive right yeah yeah they're all yeah. square and shit but that's because they grow they grow them in molds mm -hmm. i've seen that in china they'll do that with other fruits as well but like they'll grow fruits in molds and it like like with little buddha molds or little face molds or little heart molds yeah, yeah, they yeah. put the mold on the plant as it's growing, so then it, it, it just stays like that. God, dude. No wonder why that fucking virus came out of there. They do weird shit over there. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I want to thank you for your time today. No uh, problem. Rick, it's my pleasure. Rick Diaz, uh, I know I have your, so or your Instagram here, your YouTube here. Anywhere else they could find you, uh, you know, the people of the world. Uh, I'm on TikTok. Um, I just post reels on TikTok. I'm on Twitter where I post almost nothing. But if you want to follow me there, follow me there. You'll see barely anything. I'm not very active on it. I create. I just opened a Reddit, so you can find me on Reddit. Sadman Rick. Ooh. I'm Ooh, Sadman yeah. Rick on everything. Okay? I, okay. There's a Patreon coming. Okay, uh, the, the no, that's exists. good. I don't the know account about... exists. Yeah. I don't know about the plan. Uh, what is it? Reddit though. I'm not sure about Reddit. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Just, just, just heckle me as much as you want on any platform. I don't really care. Just bring on, bring on the pain. I'll repost any funny meme. I'm happy to do that. But yeah, my my, my go to is Instagram. So mm -hmm. uh, find me there no. for the most part. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, yeah, your Instagram there, Sadman Rick. Your YouTube, Sadman Rick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope you nothing but success. I hope uh, being over there for this little while till you come back on New Year's doesn't. Uh, soften you up, you know, to where oh, no. you come back unstretched and unready for battle. So you have to, oh, yeah. you have to represent the people of Spain. I'm, I'm a Hispanic, so I'm thinking I'm in that same boat. I'm not sure. If, if you, if you're, if you're happy that I represent you, I'll happily do so. Oh yeah, yeah, you're, you're a good representation uh, than that uh, other dude. But uh, <laughs> I'm on your side. I'm with him. Uh, but yeah, no, I want to thank you for your time here. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best. I hope. Uh, Same to you. Yeah, I appreciate it. When you do come back, I hope you uh, hit the ground running again. And I'll be looking forward to uh, seeing you and whatever you do. Thank you very much for having me. And I uh, look forward to, to this being out. Yeah. Take care, everyone. And bye.
Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.